0: Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Friday, the 15th day of Lent. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. In your great compassion blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my offenses, and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are justified when you speak and write in your judgment. Indeed, I was born steeped in wickedness, a sinner from my mother's womb. Indeed, you delight in truth deep within me, and would have me no wisdom deep within. Remove my sins with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be purer than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness that the body you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my wickedness. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. Let me teach your ways to offenders, and sinners shall be restored to you. Rescue me from bloodshed, O God, of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. For you take no delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You are not pleased with burnt offering. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit, a troubled and broken heart, O God, you will not despise. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful Father, you freely forgive those who, as David of old, acknowledge and confess their sins, create in us pure hearts, and wash away all our sins in the blood of your dear Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by his Son. A reading from Deuteronomy, chapter 17. If a judicial decision is too difficult for you to make between one kind of bloodshed or another, one kind of legal right or another, or one kind of assault or another, any such matters of dispute in your towns, then you shall immediately go up to the place that the Lord your God will choose, where you shall consult with the Levitical priests and the judge who is in office in those days. They shall announce to you the decision in the case. Carry out exactly the decision that they announce to you from the place that the Lord will choose, diligently observing everything they instruct you. You must carry out fully the law that they interpret for you or the ruling that they announce to you. Do not turn aside from the decision that they announce to you, either to the right or to the left. As for anyone who presumes to disobey the priest appointed to minister there to the Lord your God or to the judge, that person shall die. You shall purge evil from Israel. All the people will hear and be afraid and will not act presumptuously again. So what good is it to have judges if people refuse to abide by these judges' decisions and if they do what's right in their own eyes? Justice, equity, and trust break down when people insist only on having things their own way and when they refuse to abide by the counsel of a wise judge. When we allow for a fair hearing and for peaceful resolution of disputes, then we make room also for God's love and mercy to be at work among us, bringing the community to us. And maybe this is why this final court of appeals that is being set up goes all the way into the presence of the temple to remind both the judge and those who are having their cases heard that they are in God's presence, that all of these decisions are made according to the laws and commandments that God has set forward, all based on those foundations of loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and also loving your neighbor as yourself. I think that's also why it's so important on the other side for the judges to be honest and and to be chosen for that judge's ability to render wise and just decisions and to understand or to seek and continually pray for the Holy Spirit to rest upon the priests and those who are set aside to make these judgments. Because when judges compromise their integrity by taking bribes or showing a partisan partiality to one group over another, they cast a shadow over the whole system or 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 affect this distrust uh, into the whole system. Their dishonesty makes it difficult to trust their decisions and easy to question their motives. What is also interesting here is that There's this understanding that there's going to be disputes, even even bloodshed, even assault among different people, transgressions, and, and other kinds of serious charges. But there is a way that's set up to deal with all of this. But where the sin is the most serious, however, is where the sin threatens to destroy the trust and love that the whole system is based upon. where corrupt judges destroy trust, or where wealth and power ignore just decisions, or where, where people rebel and simply do what they can while others suffer what they must. The sins of individuals are serious, but the sins that corrupt the entire system that's been designed to contain and right those very sins to bring people together in God's love and love for each other those are the most dire, and maybe that's why this particular set of laws are backed up with the power to use capital punishment against those who refuse to abide by a law and a decision both of judge and priest, executed and handed down in the presence of God. Now we know that trusting the Lord is central to life in relationship with God, but so is trust between neighbors. We also know that trust is, between God is is related to those who are are speaking or judging or doing the work and ministry that God has set up on God's behalf. In all of those places around us, I think we can see various places where, where tr- if trust is not broken, it's strained or cracked or fractured. How can we rebuild trust? What can we do to rebuild trust when we find it broken or betrayed? What can we do to guard and establish our own integrity and the trust that is within our own ministry? One way might be to consider how our own biases and prejudices affect our judgment and close us off from our neighbors. What are some other ways that you might think of? What about those who have lost their trust for God because they've been betrayed by those speak or should be speaking or acting on behalf of God? How can those relationships be repaired? How can we build trust in our community as a sign of God's love and faithfulness to the world and as a symbol and a sign that says, this is a place where you can come and be welcomed freely in love and judged fairly? to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn in the glory of our risen lord who makes every day new especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation for the new creation in christ and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness the communion of faith in your church for the gift of relationship with others for what else are we thankful merciful god of might renew this weary world heal the hurts of all of your children Bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus the Living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people, the leaders, the ministries of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare. We think especially of Ukraine. For all who work to bring about peace. And who are looking to restore international harmony, for all who are opening up their homes, their countries, to bring shelter to those fleeing conflict, for those caring for the sick, providing for the needy, being with those who are mourning and grieving, and for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else or what else do we pray? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name.